0: welcome to another episode of hitting Pater by impact sports this is episode number 30 i'm alex beaudry back with me mike corwin how you doing mike good what's up man not too much not too much living the dream as they say in the corporate world (laughs) or the nightmare
1: uh how how dead inside do you feel anytime you have to say i'm living the dream (laughs) with
0: like a half smile (laughs) as you like walk past the coffee room
1: (laughs) it's that's the worst oh man like the water cooler talk is like monday is how was your weekend tuesday It's like, how is your weekend? Wednesday, hump day, and then Thursday. What are you doing this weekend? Yep. That's like, that's the progression of a work week in like the life of a corporate bro. That's,
0: that's, yeah, 100%. 100%. It's a sad life, but we all do it. All right. So on the docket today, uh, we have a little bit of Aaron Jones news, which is relevant uh, for those of you who listened to the episode that dropped on Thursday. Um, I, did a deep dive into the Packers' salary cap situation, what contracts I thought they might you know, move on from, what contracts they might restructure. I did not have Aaron Jones on that list. Uh, he just signed a new deal last year. I didn't think they would restructure him. Uh, they did. Saved about $3 million. We'll get into what that looks like and what I think the future will be for Aaron Jones. And then we will conclude our top 10 um, storylines of the 2021 season. And we got storylines six through 10, and we got some pretty good ones on the docket today. So that's what's on the, uh, on the agenda. And we'll, uh, we'll jump right in. So just to kind of put a timestamp on this, um, because the world of the NFL does move pretty quickly this time of year, it's 3 PM central time on Friday. Uh, this episode won't come out until Monday. So by the time people are hearing this, Might be a couple days old, but as of yesterday, Thursday, um, Aaron Jones did have his contract restructured. Um, They moved, I believe, about three, let me get this. Yeah, it was about $3 million, thirty-three point five million million in paragraph five salary and converted it to signing bonus. And then they added two void years to his deal. So his new base salary is $8.1 million for this year. And then he's got, excuse me, excuse me, that's wrong. For this year, it's $1 million. And then, so they dropped his cap hit down to $5.8 million with his new signing bonus proration, plus his old signing bonus proration, plus he's got some roster and workout bonuses in there. His new cap number for the 2022 season is, is $5.8 million. So essentially they took $3.75 million of roster bonus plus $100,000 of base salary, moved that into signing bonus, added two void years, and they freed up just over $3 million in cap. So again, for those of you that maybe didn't listen on Wednesday, by moving that roster bonus and base salary into signing bonus, they're able to spread that out over the length of the contract. And because they added those two void years, that new contract length is five years. Okay. So he's got three years left on his deal. um, Three real years left on his deal and then two dummy years. And so his contract will void after the 2024 season but essentially what they're doing is they're trying to spread that out as much as possible. So he's got signing bonus proration in every year through 2026. Does that make sense?
1: I have so many questions. <laughs> okay, shoot. As, the, as a layperson. Uh, so a dummy year. What is a dummy year?
0: So they, they're called void years. So the, in the NFL, teams have the ability to add void years onto contracts to spread out the signing bonus amount. So he converted $3 million or so, let's see, it's $770,000 a year. He converted that into signing bonus, and in the NFL salary cap, your signing bonus can be spread out over the course of the contract. Okay. These dummy years or void years are years at the end of the contract. So if they wouldn't have added those, Instead of dividing by five, they would have divided by three.
1: Oh, sure. Okay. So
0: you add those two extra years to spread it out even further. You get lower cap hits while he's playing. But once that contract voids, that all becomes dead money.
1: Interesting. You're so, kicking the can down the road is what yep. you're doing. And then when you you eventually trade or cut Aaron Jones, right? And I'm just using that as an example. That's not actually happening. Right. Um, that would be that would be dead cap that would be counted against the packers
0: yep and the year it all comes forward cuz yep. eventually you have to account for it they're just kicking that can down the road so by adding those two years you get to divide by 5 instead of divide by 3 that's what they're doing there they did wow. the same thing with Kenny Clark um so but you mentioned cutting Aaron Jones this does if i am Aaron Jones agent i am terrified of this move Because the Packers just basically announced that after this next season, they're going to cut Aaron Jones. Interesting. His salary cap hit next year will be $20 million. That is the highest in NFL history for a running back position. He'll be 29.
1: Aaron Jones will be 29 years old. Yep.
0: There is just absolutely no way that the Packers are going to carry a $20 million hit next year. So if he's cut next year, with a post June 1st designation, they will save 16 million dollars. They'll owe four million dollars in 2023 and 5.5 million dollars in 2024. But there's just no way you can have a running back on your roster who eats up 20 million dollars of cap. So, um, we touched- this will be this will be Aaron Jones last year in Green Bay. I'm very confident about that.
1: Um. Love the insight, by the way, because that's like reading between the lines, right? Yeah. Like, um, and we touched on this. I don't know if it was a few episodes ago or or even previous to those, but like, no teams have won a Super Bowl with quarterbacks accounting for what was the percentage? Out it was
0: thirteen percent, and the Rams kind of they were the first ones to beat that number.
1: Okay, um, I think there's a similar statistic for running backs. Uh, there there has not been a team that has like, paid a running back top dollar and won a Super Bowl as well. So if you think about the past running back um, signings, like Ezekiel Elliott comes to mind, um, and he got paid along with Dak, and Cowboys obviously haven't won a Super Bowl. Or you think, I mean, think about it the other way. Teams that have won the Super Bowls, or Super Bowls, those running backs were either on like a rookie contract or they weren't accounting for a large portion of the, of the team's cap space.
0: Yeah. I mean, unfortunately for running backs that are in the league, it's such a pass happy league and running backs can be a dime a dozen. Mm -hmm. Like Aaron Jones is a really nice player. But if he left, how bad would it hurt the Packers? That's a good point. Because Dylan can be that guy, and you can draft. I mean, Aaron Jones was drafted in the fourth round. You can find another Aaron Jones out there, and unfortunately for running backs, they just take such a beating. Like Jonathan Taylor is a great example, and he's still really young. Like how – and we've talked about this on this podcast. How long can he sustain that? I mean, he he started three years at Madison – Getting hit 200 times a year, now he's going to be getting hit 400 times a year in the NFL <clears> in the by NFL, bigger dudes, by bigger, stronger dudes. Like that, just that adds up. There's a shelf life and
1: Levy on yeah. Bell Le'Veon in Pittsburgh. Bell. Yeah, and he um, he
0: made a mistake holding out. I think that year gone really hurt him. Meat locker, um,
1: and I I hate to say it, Meat right. I think about Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, just here we go. starting to I know. I can already hear the chirpin from Meat Locker <laughs> already. Uh the treads wearing off and they rode Zeke hard. Like three hundred plus touches for the consecutive seasons when he like first emerged in the league. Um and I think it's showing.
0: Well, that's why if I was representing Najee Harris I would have preferred to not have been drafted by the Steelers in the first round. Yep. Yes, you get more money this time, but with that fifth-year option, and now they can franchise tag you, they own you for six years. He's going to be like 28 or 29 coming out of that contract, and they're going to give him the ball 400 times a year.
1: So if you're Najee Harris, um, and I'm just like perspective, right? Do you take your money up front the way that they did it, or do you, do you play play a game of chance and
0: like well so for
1: rookie contracts
0: for his contract it's mainly signing bonus he,
1: he was first round right? he was first
0: round pick so he but still he's gonna get paid like i think it's like 12 million dollars over four years now if he gets that fifth year option that's going to be fully guaranteed but that's going to be anywhere between eight and ten million dollars for that fifth year and then same thing for a franchise tag it's going to be 10 11 million dollars a
1: year and Pittsburgh is very franchise tech happy.
0: They love doing it, especially with running backs, a la Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Um, and now by the time you're actually ready to hit free agency, you're not going to get that Christian McCaffrey money because you're going to be 29 with a lot of tread on the tires.
1: If, if you get there, right? If like you n- get there. Nothing, it's such a violent league. Yeah, who knows the shelf Like The average shelf life of a running back in the NFL has to be less than, what, four years?
0: The average career, all positions in the NFL, is less than four years.
1: Wow. So you'd have to, again... Dude, I'm,
0: I, I was looking... Sorry, because this is relevant. I no, was looking at the Packers' salary cap for... um, uh, When I was doing the... Um, salary cap deep dive on Wednesday, think about – I'm going to bring up some names if my computer works. <laughs> but, like, think about all those guys who were drafted in the sixth, seventh round. Um. Here, I'll throw some names at you. Cole Van Lannon. Who? Jack Heflin. Who? keandre thomas who <laughs> yeah right um and look at some of these other drafted guys ty summers jonathan garvin uh vernon scott so all these guys who you use to fill out your roster these guys were all drafted but like if you're ty summers you got two years left on your deal you're going into your third year You're a seventh round pick and the Packers are in salary cap hell. If he gets cut, they save $970,000. Like that's a done deal. Mm-hmm. That's almost a million dollars they can save. And like there's pro scouting departments that are looking at these guys, but like is Ty Summers gonna get picked up on another team? Maybe. I don't know, maybe. If not, his career's over, he's played three years. Like
1: yeah, or or you're scratching for a roster spot, right? practice
0: squad somewhere else. It's the life in the NFL is extremely hard. People look at the guys making the big dollars, but for eighty percent of these guys, it's a grind, and there's no guaranteed future, even if you're drafted. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you know the Najee Harris's. Like, I, if I were his, if I were his agent, I would have rather he get drafted ten spots later in the second round, because now you only have a four-year deal better chance to get to the to free agency which is where you make your money
1: if if he made it there right like yeah no guarantee you're gonna play four years but yeah that's uh, man yeah that's that's intriguing um back to the packers and like aaron jones that's got to be the right move right like aj dylan showed that he can be like a, a sufficient ball carrier um who knows what that but oh man who knows what that team looks like without aaron Rodgers?
0: yeah and you know what if you're aaron jones uh, it's not the end of the world either so yes the packers are basically making it known that um do you know who do you know who aaron jones agent is no who Dr- is it drew Rosenhaus. interesting oh i think he i do i do remember that now he switched to drew for his free agency because they he was entering free agency last year anyway um as i was saying it's not the end of the world for aaron jones if you do get cut next year you're going to be 29 and you get another chance to sign another deal where if he plays out his deal with the packers he'd be 31 so it's not the end of the world um
1: no no not at all um Will you, be a, will you be on a Super Bowl contending team? Not guaranteed. If the Packers – I don't know if the Packers
0: are going to be. Reports are that Rodgers wants $50 million. <sighs> We're going to talk about Rodgers because when we get into our 2021 timeline because there was plenty to talk about with Aaron Rodgers. But he wants 50 mil according to reports, according to the rumor mills.
1: That's absurd. Who, so who's the highest paid quarterback today?
0: Well, it depends the average annual value i think is still Mahomes at 45 million a year
1: you're right and then Josh Allen at 43 yeah
0: so that's a that's over that's a 14% increase over the highest paid quarterback so let me ask you this if you're Aaron Rodgers what is more important for the next 2 to 3 years whatever you have left is it just making another $150 million? Which is nothing to scoff at. If I was his agent, I would be pushing the exact same thing. I don't want to you know, get yours while you can get it. But if he does that, the Packers will not win another Super Bowl. I am strongly convinced of that.
1: Or, Or the odds are just heavily stacked against Green Bay. Yeah,
0: so if we pull up...
1: While you're doing that, yeah, I think the... So it's unfortunate because you hear about the Tom Brady's of the world that are restructuring contracts and taking their money on the back end as an incentive to win a championship or to meet certain milestones within a season and then that's your bonus money. It's It's unfortunate that Rodgers is now in a similar point in his career as Tom Brady, but is refusing to do that. And and if you're I guess I just don't understand the barrier. So from an Aaron Rodgers agent perspective, you're spot on, Alex. You want you want to maximize your client's money. That's 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 why you guys that's get our paid. Job, yeah. yeah, that's why you guys get paid the big bucks from a team standpoint and a winning standpoint, which is what you want your quarterback's mentality to be. Rodgers just doesn't have that. He thrives in this like self-centered, like drama-filled environment, and he almost plays better with a chip on his shoulder. Is what it seems like. He just wants his money.
0: Yes, and and again, that's fine. Honestly, that's fine. If your goal is just to be the highest-paid quarterback, because that's what you feel you're worth and you know he's 39 you know you don't have very much longer and you just want to set yourself up for generational wealth i get it i'm not even mad at him for it mm-hmm. but then he should not turn around and blame the team for not getting the pieces to win because you're going to account for 27 percent of the salary cap by yourself and then you add in Devonte adams which they seem to be tied at the hip
1: their package deal
0: the only way I think they afford Adams is if they franchise tag him. That's going to piss off Devontae. So does that make Aaron unhappy? Because if he's going to need money, if he's going to get paid wide receiver one money, that's going to be over $27.5 million per year. So so let's look at this. So guys that are likely to get cut or traded, Z'Darrius Smith, Preston Smith, gone. Adrian Amos will get restructured. Randall Cobb, gone. Dean Lowry gone Mason Crosby gone really
1: Crosby yeah
0: I think he had a bad year they can save two and a half million dollars by cutting him I think they'll go find another kicker so if those guys are all gone oh Mercedes Lewis gone if all those guys are gone to clear cap room for Rogers and Adams you will have One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You will have like seven guys.
1: What, on Uh, on league minimums? Let's
0: call it ten guys that are above the league minimum. Everybody else will be either on their rookie contract or at a league minimum
1: that's just not a recipe to win you're so top heavy and now just given the packers recent history with injuries any one of those top guys which it's happened multiple years in a row whether it's aaron Rodgers, whether it's Devontae adams with a foot injury or whether it's Bakhtiari who missed the majority of last season he missed all of last year um he came yeah. back
0: for a little uh, the lions yeah, the he scrimmage came back in week 18 and then he didn't even play in the playoffs
1: yeah and I'm doing squir- uh, it wasn't an actual scrimmage, but a scrimmage in air quotes, because um, the Packers had locked up the one seed for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it's it's just no way to manage a roster. Not only that, you now have void years on Kenny Clark. You'll have void years on Rogers. You'll have void years on Aaron Jones. Like once this two year period is up, or three year period is up with Rogers they're going to suck cuz they're going to be they're going to be the New Orleans Saints with no quarterback and 70 million dollars over the cap with no way to get
1: under and yeah it's just no way to run it it's it's unfortunate um just from the from the standpoint that clearly Rodgers is a smart individual Devonte Adams is a smart individual when you're looking at the numbers And you want to be included, right? Like last year, Aaron Rodgers' big thing was that he wasn't included in some of the front office discussions when Jordan Love was drafted. Aaron Rodgers, you're now included in front office discussions and you are choosing to make it a point to not care about the bottom line because he's looking out for himself and for... Devonte adams and like his maybe, top guys
0: maybe Devonte adams like if you wanted Devonte to not be on the franchise tag you why would, take would you less be asking money. 50 million dollars a year
1: you take less money and you earn it back on incentives i'm not a cap expert i'll leave that to you and like the individuals that 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 make much more money yeah well
0: uh incentives don't even really help because again if once you pay a guy money it counts against the cap so like, if Rogers wanted to do the Packers a favor, like make thirty million a year.
1: So how did? And again,
0: I'm not saying he should do the Packers. He he doesn't owe the Packers anything. It's a business, and the Packers are willing to move on from him the minute he's no longer valuable. So it's not like he owes the Packers anything or anything like that. I'm no, just saying it's business. If you want to win, and if you're going to complain about not having talent around you, you can't eat up that much cap.
1: Yeah, it doesn't work both ways. Question. How did Tom Brady make it work with incentives on the back end? Like he's he's just notorious for doing that. So what
0: Brady did, but again, Brady's always made like $25 million a year.
1: He's right. never been in
0: the top 15.
1: It was like a two-year $50 million deal in Tampa, I believe.
0: Yeah. And so he had some incentives, like what he did. So like in 2020, um, the Buccaneers were god-awful running the football. So he put in his contract that the Buccaneers would finish above like where they finished the previous year in rushing yards because it's, there's two different types of incentives. There's likely to be earned, meaning you did it in the previous year. If it's likely to be earned, that counts in that cap year or not likely to be earned, which means it counts only after you get it. So because they've sucked at rushing, he said they would have more yards. It's not likely to be earned. Bruce Arians probably said, like, don't worry, Tom. We're going to run the ball more. Playoff Lenny's healthy. They obviously ran the ball way more this year. Mm -hmm. He hit that incentive. I think it was like a million bucks. But that won't hit the cap until this year, 2022, because it happens the year after. So, like, Brady's good at stuff like that. Um, But, again, even if you do that stuff, you still have to pay the piper.
1: Uh, uh, For sure. But but if – if the Packers are kicking the can down the road with Aaron Jones and they're trying to restructure contracts, doesn't it just is isn't that the logical decision?
0: I think what they'll do they'll convert. He's got a base salary this year of 26.4 million. They'll drop that down to 1.1 $1. 1 million, which is the league minimum for him. They'll convert that into signing bonus. They'll add on more signing bonus. No, I'm talking for Aaron. And then, um, you know, <clears throat> let's say it's $150 million for three years. They'll do like $100 million of that in signing bonus to spread it out. They'll add dummy years on the end, and they'll just spread that out as much as possible. Um, that's how they'll <clears throat> do it. Same with Devonte. If they're going to sign Devonte to a long term, it'll probably be heavy on the signing bonus maybe a three-year deal with two void years to spread out that salary cap again. And they'll just, the nice thing about signing bonus. If you're a player, you get that money right away and it's fully guaranteed because now it's in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Um, that's probably the way they go about it.
1: Interesting. Yeah. That's, I mean, just back to your earlier question, um, about Aaron Rodgers And if you're an Aaron Rodgers, what, what do you do? It's easy for us to sit here and talk about his money, right? Um, What do you do? So if you were Aaron Rodgers today, given the current climate, given that you have, you've made mention of this, he has two agents. He has an agent strictly for his football career, and then Mm -hmm. he has an agent for his entertainment career, Correct. Um, which I think that is virtue signaling of what his future intentions are whether that's a Jeopardy host i mean he's flirted with that idea
0: he does the commercials he does state farm state
1: farm so i mean he's a charismatic dude like he i, I remember like after the super bowl he was like throwing footballs into like back us backs of ford pickup trucks got the celebrity golf
0: stuff he's got a ton of off the field adventures
1: so he's it would be safe to say and yeah and he's a part owner of the milwaukee bucks mm-hmm. um and he got in on that investment before the Bucks won a championship, so I'm sure that that investment has now increased. Oh yeah. So he's he's very clearly he's he's signaling that he'll be around after his football career, and that's that's very clearly his plan. Um, how, I guess, knowing that information, and being who you, like, being in Aaron Rodgers' footsteps, what would your move be?
0: It it really depends on what he wants. So, you know, one way the Packers could go about this is to just say, okay, we have one more year. Rodgers is under contract. We don't have to do anything with his contract. We'll convert some salary to signing bonus. Let him play out his contract. His contract will void next year, and he'll be a free agent. We'll tag Devontae Adams this year. He'll be a free agent next year, not likely to re-sign
1: and you just go
0: all in on this year.
1: Is that the most team-friendly? So given the assumption that Aaron Rodgers wants money, which is probably safe to say, and that Devontae Adams very clearly at the end of his contract, he wants—
0: This is his last shot to get a big deal.
1: He wants to get paid. So let's just assume that money is a primary driver for Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Is that the most team-friendly way to structure for the Packers?
0: Yes, because you're not going to be paying Aaron Rodgers fifty million dollars. Um, he's only going to get paid in cash this year. Let's call it twenty-eight million dollars. Less than
1: only. I know. I but just for a guy chuckle. who
0: wants to make fifty, that's all he's getting in cash. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae, you tag him. That's going to be twenty million dollars again. If he's, I saw one report that had him. Asking for thirty-five million dollars a year, which is asinine. I mean, you can ask. Yeah, right. Right, but <laughs> Hopkins is making twenty-seven point five. So if Devontae was being realistic, he's probably in the ballpark of twenty-eight to thirty, maybe. Um, so if you're the Packers and you get him for one year for ten for ten million dollars less than that, that's a steal. So that is probably the most team friendly, from a cap perspective. The problem is those two guys walk next year and you don't get anything for them. You'll get a compensatory pick for Adams, which was like a third round pick.
1: Interesting. But if you, so that's one scenario, right? Yeah. A second scenario would be signing Aaron Rodgers to a deal that you just mentioned a three year. Let's just for ease of numbers, 150 million, which is, can I just say that's fucking absurd?
0: Yes, it is. It's a lot of money.
1: Um, So let's say that he signs an assumed three-year $150 million deal and Devontae Adams also signs some type of deal and they do some wizardry with void years um, to make it work. You could potentially trade Aaron Rodgers and that contract with Devontae Adams and get something back for them. You could. The
0: problem is... If they go my route and they make s- signing bonus the primary pay,
1: is that scenario one or two? S-
0: so scenario one is they just do one year, right?
1: Yep. Like Aaron Rodgers keeps it. They yeah. give a signing bonus and they take. Then- they take Adams. Yes.
0: Okay. So scenario two, to your point, if they sign Rodgers to a three-year, one hundred fifty million dollar deal, they bring in Devonte Adams for a three-year deal with some void years on it. If they, if the primary payment is via the signing bonus to spread that cap out. The problem is when you trade a player, you owe all of that salary cap. Yep. Because the new team just takes his base salary. So if you, if Aaron Rodgers has a base salary of $1 million, like that's great for the team who's trading for him because they don't have to pay anything. So that's something the Packers need to be aware of if the goal is to eventually trade one or two of those guys. Because you don't want to pay Devontae Adams a $60 million signing bonus to have him traded because now you you eat all that cap, and that's not going to help you either. Honestly, if I see this going, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know which way it's going to go. If I were the Packers, I would do either let's roll the dice all for this year.
1: So let's talk best scenario for the Packers. Is that, is that where you were going?
0: No, I was going to say what I would do if I were the Packers. Okay. I don't know what yeah. the best-case scenario is. So,
1: yeah, give us what you think the Packers should do I think in terms have, of structure. I
0: think they have two realistic options. You either go all-in this year, you tag Adams, you leave Rodgers alone, and you just roll the dice, and it is what it is. That's one option. The other option is you let them both go tag Adams, trade him, let him sign a new contract somewhere else, trade Rogers, get whatever you can for him. It would be a hefty price looking at what the market is for a quarterback, and you just start the rebuild now. I do not think they should extend both of these guys. I, just, I, I don't know how you can fulfill a 53-man roster with Rogers making 50 mil a year, Adams making 30-plus mil a year, David Bakhtiari is the second highest paid left tackle in the league. He's making $23 million a year. Jair Alexander needs to get extended. He's a top 10 corner in the league. Kenny Clark is making $17.5 million a year. Aaron Jones is getting $12 million a year. It's just, it's unsustainable. Mm -hmm. And, as you can see, even without them extending these guys, you're going to lose good players. So Darius Smith's going to be gone. Preston Smith's going to be gone. I don't know if Dean Lowry is a good player, but he's going to be gone. Crosby's likely to be gone. Mercedes Lewis. I mean, these are guys that are staples of the lineup that are going to have to be gone just to do it for one more year. So, I worry about the long-term health of this organization.
1: Yeah, that's man. And then you think about an organization cause you bring up a really good point. If you're, if you're Goody, you're, or the president, you're, you're just, you're sitting in the front office in green Bay today. You need to have not only the organization's best interests in mind. Um, short term but also long term so what's more valuable to green bay and i think that's that's the iron that's being that's being pressed into green bay's front office right now is the rams just did it the rams just went all in and won and it's it's very public in the media do you follow suit and if you win again you are you are a genius you did it and if you don't you're looking for a new job you yeah you are at ground zero
0: well and like we talked about this after the super bowl look at the razor thin line for the rams to win the super bowl look at the buccaneers they did it last year and they won they tried to repeat they were bounced in the second round of the playoffs like going all in you could have a bad day and your season's over i would much rather you know i I know that packers fans think the packers win the super bowl every year and they give you know, the team shit because they only won two with Favre and Rodgers, and that's deserved. But isn't it better to know your team's going to win 10, 11 games a year every year and at least you're in the playoffs and in the conversation than if you have, okay, we know we have a two-year window to win a Super Bowl, and if we don't, we're going back to the 1975 Packers where we win two games a year. Yeah, and nobody wants to come to Green Bay and we're gonna suck for twenty years. Yeah,
1: the mediocrity at quarterback for the next decades, right? Yes. Plural decades.
0: Constantly searching for that next guy. And, and like, don't get me wrong. If they trade Rodgers, that process starts today. <laughs> like, don't I, I understand what's at risk? There's no guarantee that my strategy would work either. No. I just think if you can get three firsts and a couple players for Rodgers and you can get a first pick, first round pick for Devontae Adams, at least you get the draft is like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks Mm -hmm. to an extent. Like, yes, you have a scouting department. Yes, these guys, but it's an art form. It's not a science. And like trying to find your next star player is a little bit of a guessing game. So get more guesses is what I'm going at. Mm -hmm. And if you need to spend three first round picks on quarterbacks, at least you have the extra picks to do it without harming the rest of your team.
1: I'm with you a hundred percent. So interesting. Good, good insight just on like scenarios for Packers, like longevity, as well as like short term health uh, in like the cap space world. I think, I think that was a really good discussion on that, at least as, as somebody who's not entirely like <laughs> informed, it was really clear to understand like just the the downstream windfall of yep. those decisions. Yep comes time those those at home that are listening we'd love we'd love some input some feedback so if, so so if you guys have any insight um feel free yeah, tweet. feel free to tell me i'm an idiot tweet yeah tweet no i mean that's why we're having this discussion right yeah. that's why he's on every like espn headline yeah. every first take get up headline um it's because he's such a wild card at this moment right like he said he's not going to drag it on and then What's he doing? He's he's doing a panchakarma cleanse retreat for twelve days. Which did you look up? What panchakarma? I didn't. I cleanse entails.
0: I I didn't. I had some friends, some mutual friends of ours, texting me about it. Um, (laughs) I haven't looked it up, so I'm afraid to repeat uh, on this recording what it 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 entails. But it's twelve days. I knew it was long. Um, Can I bring it
1: up? <coughs> sure. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Well, um,
0: this will be our segue into Rogers, and perfect. we'll get into our five because this is part of it. Rogers was certainly a, a talking point.
1: So, just a little background on this cleanse that Aaron Rodgers is doing, which when can I just ask, when did Aaron Rodgers become such a hippie? He's always been that way. Like since he entered the league, did he hide it? Dude, he's from Northern California, but these weren't antics that he was doing like early in his career. Was it, he just wasn't getting the attention
0: in a normal year. Nobody's talking to Aaron Rodgers in February 25th.
1: That's true. I guess earlier in his career, right? Like, yeah, cause
0: he's under contract with the Packers like players usually are not heard from until training camp. So I'm sure he was doing this stuff long before this. He's always been a Zen hippie type guy.
1: And, and I guess you're making a really good point, I guess, full circle. It is kind of this holistic view that, that, that he's kind of right. Like the vaccination thing that, Oh yeah, we'll get into that. Um, Like that, that, that was kind of a more Eastern medicine type. Like, I don't know if he's eating mud or like what that was all about. Um, I know Ivermectin was brought up as well, which was like more normal in terms of COVID treatments versus some of the other things that he had brought up. Um, panchakarma. So just a little background on panchakarma. It, it's, it, it originated in India. I never
0: thought we'd be talking about panchakarma cleanses on this podcast
1: no, never, never. I didn't sure, even know what I'm, it was. I'm, I'm sure Pat McAfee wasn't,
0: <laughs> wasn't, wasn't either. Also, I love that. So how brilliant is it that Pat McAfee locked down that rot? I don't know what that relationship is. If Rogers gets paid for those appearances or what that is, but how brilliant is that? Because I mean, Pat McAfee's a funny dude, but I, I I've never listened to his podcast. I've never watched his show I tuned in last week. Cause I thought Rogers was going to have some real news that guy's drinking a 16 ounce tall by on a a tall boy at noon on a Tuesday. I'm like, this is great in a cutoff. (laughs) Yeah. He always rocks the beater.
1: Yeah. And like standing like the dude never sits.
0: Dude. He reminds me of like every frat boat bro. Who's on cocaine at the bar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that Pat max on, uh, on the cocaine, but I wouldn't be
1: shocked either.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, that's, that's so funny that you say that. He was an NFL punter for, the for Colts. a number of years, correct?
0: Yeah, he played with Peyton Manning.
1: Is he in? Is he, no, he's not an NFL champion, is he? He's uh, not a Super Bowl uh, champion. Um, maybe. The Colts won one. Oh, that would be intriguing if he was. Uh, but, yeah, talk about a dude that, like, another guy. Maybe that's their connection is they both played football. Pat is now in the entertainment sector. Um, and part of it, A.J. Hawk is always in on that podcast. And for those listening, A.J. Hawk is a former Green Bay Packer. Yep. Um, so that might be part of the connection to Aaron Rodgers. But genius to lock down Aaron Rodgers. And honestly, to get him to keep coming back.
0: Yeah. Well, and now Pat Mack got a $30 million fan duel sponsorship for his podcast he made more money this year podcasting than i think he did in his entire nfl career wow he does not have a super bowl he was drafted in 2009 um and the colts won their super Bowl in 2007 Ooh, okay so no ring he didn't uh, play in a super bowl when they lost in 2010
1: oh okay and he has a big hit like i remember he was the notorious punter that would like lay dudes out
0: yeah he's not afraid to
1: hit a guy pancha karma so just just <laughs> the, the forget about this the yeah. origins of pancha let's not go into the origins i don't no.
0: want to spend too much time on this
1: Ancient cleanse from india um <laughs> it's to eliminate toxins so there is there's a cleansing uh where like you're just you're just purging shit out of your body for the lack of a better term and not to spend a ton of time on it um but like And I'll spare everyone at home the details. Uh, A Panchakarma expert said, when you do Panchakarma, quote, you really are kind of going into your temple, your own church, your own sanctuary. This expert then went on to say that Aaron Rodgers is the perfect person and Panchakarma would be designed for somebody like Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure what that means. Um <laughs> And like I, I guess I don't have many words past that. Um if you're winning Super Bowls and you're doing those types of things, who cares? Right? Like are you just sick of the I, windmill of I, like
0: I don't think Aaron Rodgers should be judged for what he does in the offseason. Like if you, you wanna do meditation retreats and pancha karma cleanses and do naked yoga in California like I could care less like if I, you're I do, winning what difference does it make if he's winning or losing
1: though because I don't want to hear it if he's losing like but, why that's But
0: again he wouldn't we wouldn't be hearing about this if he wasn't doing the whole Brett Favre am I coming back am I not coming back like I, I guarantee you this is not the first time he's done this yeah probably not he only we only heard about it because Pat McAfee had him on the show because you know he had that Instagram post and then had a press conference on Wednesday and everybody thought there was going to be real news and there just wasn't
1: give us real news and then tell <laughs> us you're doing pancha karma dude like i'm 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 so sick of the the ancillary football information where pancha karma is indirectly related to the nfl through aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like
0: i mean dude it's 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 honestly brilliant
1: Marketing. yes, yes,
0: absolutely, absolutely brilliant um,
1: um and and we're not talking poorly on pancha karma we've oh, we I don't care, am I, I speaking for you um when I say that neither of us have done pancha karma
0: you yes, that is correct, and uh, I, I don't think I will be partaking in the future either
1: for those listening though, um if y'all want to see Alex and I do some pancha karma,
0: nope. I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna go ahead and stop you right there <laughs> if you guys want to see mike do panchakarma
1: hit me up uh we could certainly chronicle a 12-day panchakarma cleanse um i would be happy to be that guinea pig i did 75 hard that was good enough for that's me. right that's right so uh if y'all want to see or want want me to document a 12-day panchakarma reach out reach out to alex uh and i would be happy to uh to provide updates i'm Um, gonna
0: create a burner account and tweet at us (laughs) (laughs) it looks like you're starting punch karma next week (laughs) (laughs) uh
1: when when i'm glowing and uh 13 years younger looking
0: we'll know why Mm -hmm. you're gonna come on next week just thanking everybody
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh man maybe maybe i'll be running a jeopardy like I'll, I'll I'll be working for Comcast and running a Jeopardy episode.
0: <laughs> that would be actually probably good for you. Can uh, I just
1: say, scenario wise, can we trade Aaron Rodgers to Comcast? Um, mm-hmm. And in return, can we get can we get some uh, some more money through like a TV deal so we can actually sign a quarterback? Maybe. Uh, that,
0: dude. Speaking of money, this just hit me. The Packers closed their stock sale today. Oh, okay guess how much money that fake stock sold for total per
1: per share or total total oh, it was like, like 300 their, bucks a share so their market cap is yeah, what how much asking.
0: how much they earned in the well it was on sale for a month
1: do you know how many outstanding shares there
0: are? i just know the total dollar amount
1: um 50 mil
0: 65 million oh. to sell a piece of paper to packer fans
1: yeah and and like it's a monopoly piece of paper at the end of the day
0: it's worthless. You can't resell it, and it has no value. You get I, a proxy vote.
1: I was just about to ask, do you get any like proxies? You, you get a proxy vote. Okay. Um,
0: so like, in theory, the shareholders could like fire Murphy, mm-hmm. in theory. Never going to happen. You get to vote for the board of directors. But again, I've been a shareholder since I was like 17 years old. I don't think I've ever filed a proxy vote. <laughs> it's probably a conflict of interest now, too. So, probably that, need to disclose that to the players' association, <laughs> right?
1: Um, yeah, so we're gonna cut that out of the podcast. Also, right? I need to be careful <laughs> disparaging other NFL owners. <laughs> uh so that money, like you're a shareholder, Alex. So your money that you paid to get that piece of paper.
0: For the record, I never paid a dime. It no, a you g- didn't. It was a gift.
1: If um, hypothetically, if you were an owner, yep. just um, you pay the team to like receive this piece of paper where does that money go
0: so it goes directly to the packers they can only use that money for facility upgrades so if you remember the last time they did it they built that new atrium with that money this 65 million dollars is going to go toward towards a bigger scoreboard and doing something in one of the end zones so they can only really use it for lambo field genius yeah well think about other teams that's their money they have to spend or they have to go to the public in the form of taxes and going which is that route, extremely unpopular to
1: vote on raising taxes. Yes. Right. Especially right now. Um, yeah.
0: People complain about it all the time, building new stadiums and whatnot. So the Packers are like, all right, we're just going to sell a stock. People will frame it. They'll put it in their house. They feel like they're part of the organization and the Packers just raise $65 million. So everybody can laugh at the Packers. Ha ha. Look at those hicks buying worthless piece of paper. Well, $65 million later, they're getting a new scoreboard and building out an end zone.
1: (laughs) Next to all of the deer heads um, are Packer shareholders, and on Sundays. And that bass fish that sings. (laughs) (laughs) Billy Big Mouth.
0: Billy Big Mouth, yeah. (laughs) Don't worry. Be happy. (laughs) Uh, My grandfather Uh, had a bass. Oh, okay, that. So, well so let's let's tie a bow on Rodgers And then we'll hit some of these other topics But Rodgers We had the offseason drama last year We had Jeopardy The whole immunized COVID thing COVID toe, that was a fun topic oh, For a couple of weeks Yep. Uh, the woke mob was coming after him According to Aaron Rodgers He won MVP, loses the playoffs And then I have repeat question mark So to end this And I don't want to spend too much more time on Rodgers Is he back in Green Bay? Yes. I'm going to go yes, too. I'm changing my tune. I thought he was going to be traded. Watching the Packers make these moves, the way they're doing it, I'm convinced they're making room for him to come back.
1: Well, and that's, I mean, you, you were the first person to bring that up, where you're like, if they start shifting and making cap space, will know their intentions yeah
0: i mean they had to do it anyway they were 48 million dollars over the cap before the kenny clark thing but like the fact that they went after aaron jones i shouldn't say go went after the fact that they converted some like that's a contract they just did last year like yeah they're gonna find every penny i think you'll see adrian amos next the smith bros it's coming so i agree i think you'll be back all right Let's go on to – got four other topics to talk about. Let's start with the coaching carousel. Mm -hmm. It was a wild year for NFL coaches. Headlined by Urban Meyer. How many vacancies were there? Were there nine? Nine nine vacancies, so almost a third of the league turned over. But we also had two coaches fired early in the year, in Urban Meyer and John Gruden – and then we had the whole Brian Flores thing. So let's start first with Gruden, since he was the first to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about the Washington football team. Didn't call them the Redskins that time. Nice. Um, we'll talk about the Washington football team in a different topic, because we have trouble for NFL owners and management at a later topic. But they're getting investigated, and isn't it weird that the only thing that came out of that investigation is that John Gruden's a racist and he sent some mean emails, and he's the one that gets and he called Roger Goodell a pussy. <laughs> so, so, so the NFL's like, nope, you, you got to go, and uh, and Gruden's gone by Halloween or right at Halloween.
1: Can I say that is? Even if you think that the and weren't those emails at like 3 a.m. or something were yeah, weren't they at like a ridiculous time and they were to uh,
0: Bruce Allen who was was he the general manager of the Redskins or the
1: president of football operations. I forget what Bruce Allen's official title was uh, <laughs> like don't put it in writing man. Like what are you doing sending sending an internal email like you know that stuff has to be watched and like all of all of your like. You've now just put it, you can't take it back.
0: But you know what's great about it is that had nothing to do with the Washington football team. At all. No, but that's what comes out of the investigation. So it's just like, uh, so funny. And yep, so Gruden's out. So that was interesting. And then we got Urban Meyer. Or you got something on
1: gruden? just just the the quotes i i had to google the quotes and <clears throat> i'll spare everyone the details but but my favorite quote of all the quotes of all the gruden quotes was directed at roger goodell he called him quote a clueless anti-football pussy <laughs> um. uh, there's there's just tell us how you really feel john
0: do you know that Goodell is going to get his contract extended again.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Owners
0: they- are so happy with him. Look, look at the revenues going up, the new media deals. Um, had a meeting with the Players Association yesterday. Sunday ticket's up for contract. That's going to be huge. DirecTV has the exclusive rights to that right now. If that goes on the market and you have another TV provider who can own the rights, think about what ESPN Plus would pay for the exclusive rights to NFL Sunday ticket. That's going to be in the billions. So, you know, everybody who hates Roger Goodell, he ain't going anywhere because he's very good at getting new media deals for the NFL. He's good at raising revenues, and he takes the heat for owners.
1: And they pay him handsomely to do I mean, he it. He gets like $48 million a year, $50 it, million dollars a year. His, his salary is genuinely, when I saw it, it's eye-opening. So for those listening, um, give it a Google. It's insane. So
0: he's not going anywhere. <coughs> All right. Let's get to Urban Meyer. I chronicled the Urban Meyer chronicles. Excellent.
1: Excellent. Hit us.
0: Just run through this real quick. Yeah. Um, I believe this is in chronological order, but uh, feel free to... Uh, one already this is too good (laughs) all right so first question mark brings on tim tebow as a tight end that experiment i don't think made it through otas brings in the strength and conditioning coach from the university of iowa just weeks after he was fired from the university of iowa for racist comments and for bullying players he violated ota contact rules and got in trouble from the league
1: zero out of 10 would not recommend <laughs> kicked his kicker, uh, zero out of 10 also would not recommend
0: told the media. He looked at players vaccination status when making roster decisions. That is a no, no. He mm-hmm. was investigated by the NFL players association. What was funny about that is everybody else was doing it, but urban was just stupid enough to say it to the media. Say it out loud. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Sparking an NFLPA investigation, uh, We have the bar incident where you're diddling a uh, college co-ed while your wife's at home uh, with her kids. Uh, Zero
1: in in his own bar.
0: In his own bar when the rest of the team was on a flight back to Jacksonville.
1: (laughs) Zero out of 10. Also would not recommend.
0: He called his assistants losers. (laughs) Because... It was their fault he went two and eleven, or the Jacksonville Jaggers went two and eleven and not him.
1: Aren't those your guys? <laughs> you
0: handpicked your staff.
1: Yes. Bro. So like aren't you're you're a product of the people you keep. Yes. You are all you indirectly called yourself a loser,
0: Urban Meyer. Not to mention, as the head coach, you're responsible for everything. Like it should fall it should be your neck. You hired these guys. They were your guys. No one forced you to bring these guys on as your staff. And if they were doing so bad, why did you not fire any
1: of them? So out of... Did Urban Meyer win a football game in the NFL this year? Yeah, they went 2-11. Oh, so he won a couple games. Yeah.
0: He was 2-11 when he was fired.
1: Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Um,
0: Oh, wow. So of those, which was your favorite Urban Meyer moment? We got Tebow, strength coach, OTA rules, kicked his kicker told the media about the vaccination status and the NFLPA investigation, the bar incident and called his assistants losers, which was your favorite urban Meyer moment. I think we both know which is my
1: favorite. Um, So one a kicking the kicker, just, just the irony <laughs> that's, that's associated with, with a positional player that kicks a football through uprights to kick your merchandise. And like, he probably kicked him in the lower half of his body. If, if I, think, I don't know. I
0: think he kicked him in the thigh. Come on. <laughs> Come on. That's, that's like punching your quarterback in the arm.
1: Yeah. Like, you just don't do that. That's why you got a guy that catches the ball for your quarterback and then hands it to him during warm-ups before a game because we don't need, like, a finger to get jammed or anything. You're kicking the guy <laughs> in the leg that it, he uses. In the moneymaker. It does not matter if that's his dominant leg or not. You need to plant and you need to be able to kick a ball. Both are equally important. Um, That's 1A. 1B, you are so unaware or out of touch with today that you are allowing OSU undergrads to take Snapchat and IG stories, post them onto social media, and then allow that in your own bar and just (laughs) the lack of self-awareness is uh is truly remarkable for urban meyer
0: and and it's a pattern because how out of touch do you need to be to hire a guy who was just fired for being a racist and a bully and you're like you know what i like that guy's character let's bring him into jacksonville he's he's truly an innovator yes um those are good ones. The kick, the kicker one, I think is is too perfect. My other favorite one yes. is calling his assistants losers. That's <laughs> that's, that's yeah. so good. Like, like <laughs> I used to joke when I was a girls' basketball coach that I've never lost a game in my coaching career. I am undefeated. When we win, it's because of great coaching. When we lose, it's because the players lost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, just joking, of course. But I think Urban Meyer truly believes that. Like he's never lost a coaching game in his career.
1: Having a short memory is great <laughs> in some in in some aspects, but but, but to
0: have the balls to stand up in a meeting room after going two and eleven and being like you all are losers, <laughs> yeah,
1: right, yeah. <laughs> like, and didn't the man retire from OSU because of heart condi- like co- complications or that conditions was at the
0: University of Florida, I b- believe. Okay, uh, or maybe it was OSU. One of the two, he had a fake heart attack and then left football, yeah, and then went to TV and then was hired to be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now I don't know what he's going to do for work. Oh, man. Hopefully he's got a good buyout. I wonder where that investigation is because you remember when the Jacksonville Jaguars fired him, it was with cause, meaning they wouldn't have to pay him the money he was owed on that contract. I don't know if we'll ever hear how that's resolved. Those things tend to be private matters. But
1: how How do you think this implicates – or, like, that relationship between Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow. On the surface, they can't be more opposite, in my opinion. Urban Meyer has proven, throughout this past year, he is just a man of low moral value. Yeah, um,
0: not real high on the character scale. Which,
1: I mean, who, who winning cures a lot of things, right? But then Tim Tebow is the opposite end of that.
0: Yeah, really into his faith and... I don't know maybe tim tebow's grateful for the opportunity i don't know i don't know what their relationship looks like but yes that interesting
1: stuff yeah
0: so on the opposite end of the urban meyer specter spectrum we had brian flores who in my opinion kind of got the short stick goes eight and one his last nine games in miami and then gets canned and now he's suing the nfl the broncos the Dolphins, a couple other teams. I think the Giants may be in there, um, for racial discrimination. Um, he th- has since picked up a job in Pittsburgh as the linebackers' special assistant or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Defensive court, like he's not a coordinator. He's a linebackers coach, or it was a slash. Yeah, there were two some other title in there, uh, which is good on Mike Tomlin for you know, hooking his boy up with a job. Plus he's probably the most overqualified linebackers coach in the league. And, um, well, I think there was
1: speculation as to whether he would even be coaching again in the NFL after all of this went down and after he didn't sign an NDA and then didn't go through, like he, he kind of just severed ties and was like, yeah, fuck you Miami. Um,
0: well, yeah. So interesting stuff on the NDA piece. The team says that was incorrect and they never offered him to sign an NDA. What's interesting is then Flores' his attorney posted a tweet that had like a picture of an NDA, but the NDA is blank. It's just like a standard non disclosure agreement. <laughs> so it's not real evidence that anything was presented. Like he just Google searched NDA and put up a picture. Yeah. This whole thing's fascinating. He alleged that Steve Ross, the owner, was offered to pay him $100,000 a game to lose for higher draft picks, which we'll get into that because if that's true and he can prove it, he may be forced to sell the Dolphins. Um, now that he took a job at the NFL, he just lowered his damages on this lawsuit. A lot of kind of legal components in this. I don't have much more to add other than it's going to be fascinating to watch. And what will be cool is that if this will happen in actual court. We'll get to see the documents that go into this. So you, yes. act, it's not arbitration, which is where most of the league likes to handle things because it's private. We'll actually get to see the evidence. And it'll be interesting. You and I talked at length. You know, the fact that they had nine coaching vacancies and not one of those went to an African-American coach mm-hmm. kind of stinks a little bit. I, I should be careful. Mike McDaniels is... Is he he, half black, or um,
1: he's his dad's black, right? Mul- I'm forgetting the term, and I don't want to butcher the the term. But he's, uh, I think he identifies as multi multicultural. Is that multiracial? Multi- maybe maybe that's what it is.
0: Multi ethnic. I don't know. Please hold. I think his one of his parents is African American, though, right? I you're you're probably right on that. So I guess there's that. But, you know, some of these other African-American coaches, Flores being one of them. uh, Biracial. Biracial.
1: Yeah. So. I can't keep all of it straight. I'm going to be honest with you. No. And I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be a dick. But it's it's
0: so (laughs) annoying that it people continue to look at that as the most redeeming quality for someone but here we are and something that's probably not going to go away anytime soon unfortunately so that was the coaching moves there were six other guys that were hired or nine other guys that were hired excuse me um we'll see how they go there were some good hires there were probably some bad hires i don't know if we need to get into that right now but
1: can i bring something up about the steelers um so mike tomlin has been a long-standing coach in pittsburgh right 15 years um he's been there for 15 years never had a losing season Wow. Oh. um so he's been the coach there for for a decade and a half now um and now they brought in brian flores do you want to know who i think doesn't get enough media attention the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the front office of the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Art Rooney. The Rooney rule. Um, oh. He's the one who started it. You just connected that dot for me. Yep. Wow. Uh, my mind's kind of blown right now. Okay. Um, I don't know what that says about me or um, my... my Not a sports fan, huh? My <laughs> level of intellect. Um, but the Rooney rule... It was named after the Pittsburgh Steelers owner, yep. Art Rooney. Correct. Mike, what did you learn today? <laughs> um that's that's awesome. Uh yeah, I I think I, I think he doesn't get enough notoriety, like whether that's media, um and, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Are you seeing any headlines?
0: No, not really. I think that's 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 something I mean the Steelers got a lot of love when they hired Flores. You know, people online were giving them a lot of credit for that um i don't know if it takes a lot of <laughs> credit to get a guy of his caliber to coach your linebackers but they got some so let's transition to trouble for nfl owners and management and we can start with the dolphins so i got the dolphins look at my notes here it still says redskins i just can't I stop it. calling them the redskins I love it. uh the dolphins the wft or wtf <laughs> um and the Cowboys. So the Dolphins will start there since we just talked about Flores. If it's true that they were throwing games, it will be real interesting to see how the NFL handles Stephen Ross and whether they force him to sell that team. A lot of times the NFL is so concerned specifically around gambling with players throwing results and they're worried about the integrity of the game. Meanwhile, you have a coach, or excuse me, an owner who is paying a coach, allegedly, to throw games. If that's true, fascinating to see what the NFL does with him.
1: Um, I mean, that would be, that. I mean, that's the end of your career, right? If you're found to have actually done that.
0: As a player, as an owner? I mean, as an owner. like, Well, they'll force him to sell the team. But like his end of his career is going to be selling the Miami Dolphins for $3 $5 billion. billion dollars. Yeah, billion, mean, uh, yeah. I mean, the yeah. end of your career, but you're going to have more money than God.
1: Very, yeah, very sad that you have to sell a team. But are, is anyone feeling sorry for you? It's like you when
0: know? what's his name out in Phoenix had to sell, the, or not Phoenix, the, the Clippers. Clippers. What was his name?
1: Donald Sterling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we had talked about that a few episodes ago. Yeah, that poor guy sold the Clippers for two point one billion dollars.
1: It's um, but 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 if we're looking at bottom lines, right? Like Clippers today versus what the Clippers were worth back then when they sold it. Like, I would have to imagine. I mean, you have to imagine it's more money today. Well, then
0: he had to split it with his wife, who hated him apparently. Yeah, well, and then (laughs) and then you know taxes. So he probably only had like seven hundred million dollars out of the whole thing. Poor guy. Wow. Wow. I don't know how he's going to eat tonight. Um, (laughs) All right. Washington football team. This story isn't going away. Um, So the NFL, quote unquote, investigated the Washington football team where they recovered over 650,000 emails over a toxic workplace environment. Um, and I put "investigate" in air quotes because the NFL didn't investigate anything. If anything, they they looked for scapegoats, a la John Gruden. Um, they did fine the organization ten million dollars, and Daniel Snyder is no longer involved in daily operations, and he's instead focusing on long term projects like a new stadium. His wife Tanya was appointed as the CEO. Okay,
1: interesting. Yes so <laughs> can i just say this organization sounds like the type of organization that would like we changed our name so it's different like that was oh, the yeah. past regime this is the new regime <laughs> yeah
0: no, we're not the redskins anymore <laughs> right we're the commanders we're the
1: commanders this is a totally separate that issue sounds
0: like a redskin issue
1: yes yeah like those guys were racists you want to know the
0: perfect visual for this franchise it was when the railing fell on the stadium yeah like come on you what can't a, do basic like stadium enhancements for general public safety <laughs> like luckily nobody was hurt yeah who is running into the jalen hurts almost right. was crushed you had like six people fall on that thing
1: and not to mention the so like it would have been if we're talking about a sandwich Jalen Hurts would be the bottom piece of bread. The <laughs> yes. the the, the, uh, the fence guard would 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 be Pick the your meat. favorite protein. Yes, and would maybe the jelly would be the jelly, <laughs> and then the the top piece of bread <laughs> would be the countless people.
0: I don't think you want to be the bottom piece of bread in that sandwich.
1: You don't want to be the Jalen Hurts <laughs> butt of that bread. No. Oh. <laughs>
0: Like, come on. So, um, (laughs) in his quote, Roger Goodell noted that Daniel Snyder hasn't been involved with the organization for now almost four months, despite the fact that he's still attending games. And although he might not be running the team, his wife's doing it. (laughs) So anyway, um, I think the NFL just kind of wanted to, again, Roger Goodell's good at his job, takes the heat, um... And think about, think about the NFL as a structure. The NFL is in charge of investigating its owners for misconduct. Bob Kraft, Daniel Snyder, Jerry Jones. And so the NFL, Roger Goodell is in charge of that. Roger Goodell works for the owners. That's like your boss at work coming up to you and being like, hey, I may have done something wrong. Can you go ahead and look into this for me and get back to me?
1: Can you help me out please? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? I maybe I maybe made a boo-boo,
0: especially when you make 50 million
1: dollars. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not going
0: to fire my boss who pays me 50 million dollars.
1: So I have to ask, there's there there needs to be a scapegoat out of this investigation right further than John Gruden.
0: Probably. I'm surprised they didn't try and pin it on Bruce Allen. He's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I I really think it the won't NFL. be Goodell. No, it won't be Goodell. And it, it, I'm not saying it should be Goodell. He didn't have anything to do with it. Um, is it going to be Dan Snyder? So it should be. Uh, there, I mean, this goes far beyond just like Daniels, Dan Snyder being a bad owner and the stadium falling apart. I mean, there is, a dis- according to this report, a disturbing volume, allegedly, of sexual assault and sexual harassment, again, involving cheerleaders. And we're going to get to the Cowboys in a minute. Apparently some of these teams at the highest level allegedly have a problem without sexually harassing and spying on their cheerleaders because now there's two out of 32 teams that have this going on um so i think the nfl was just hoping that this would go away and they slapped daniel center on the wrist with a 10 million dollar fine for a team that probably made 800 million dollars last year Um, unfortunately for the league, Congress is now looking for these emails,
1: which is exactly what you don't want. Right?
0: Yeah. Well, and the stones on Goodell said, I'm not giving it to you. Really? Yes. I saw that. Um, saying that people came to us with these, with this information in confidentiality, and I'm not going to give up their anonymity. Hmm.
1: Wow. Yes. Uh, there's, so for those that would like a little more information on this and have an HBO Max account or just an HBO account there's a real sports uh story so like the Brian Gumble series there's a real sports episode uh from February 3rd that highlights just some of the backstory on this um so even if you listen to like the first 10 15 minutes of that it's it's really great because they go into like really specific details on a lot of it. Um, And like some of, and I'm just looking at some of the quotes here. Uh, Am I allowed to say one? Sure. So quote allegations, such as a player referring to a female employee as having DSLs.
0: Uh, I don't even know if I want to know what that means.
1: Oh, you don't know what DSLs are.
0: Um, is, is this common lingo that I'm missing?
1: I'm 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 going to say Google DSL, um, meaning, and I think I think it'll come up for you. Uh, but it,
0: it's <laughs> is it uh, digital subscriber line?
1: <laughs> Very close. Um, it's I, I'll, I'll, I'll
0: I got Urban Dictionary right below it. I think I got it.
1: I'll I'll press the easy button for everyone <laughs> at home. Um, dick sucking lips. Uh, apparently that, that was something that you could use, um, within the front office. Uh, and, and Dan and Bruce perpetuated that day to day. Um, there's, there's some other things and there are a couple like accusers that, that, that have some time on that. So just, and there's a former cheerleader as well that comes on, um, and talks about like some of the some, some of the details that you just described about like some some peep and tom Jesus. action.
0: The Cowboys had the same problem. That NFC East, apparently they can't not be perverts, allegedly. Um, yeah, look at look at this headline. Report the NFL had agreement with Washington not to share details of investigation without consent. <laughs> We're gonna investigate you, but don't worry, we won't release anything without you telling us it's okay. Yeah. What a gig. Oh, my God. Well, we'll see what Congress can get their hands on. That leads us to the Cowboys. They, too, had some peeping Toms. Uh, ESPN headline, Cowboys pay $2.4 million to settle cheerleaders' voyeurism allegations against senior team executive. Um, Each of the women received $400,000 after the incident. One of the cheerleaders alleged that she clearly saw Richard Dalrymple, longtime senior vice president for public relations and communications, standing behind a partial wall in their locker room with his iPhone extended toward them while they were changing their clothes. He gained entry to the back door of the cheerleader's locked dressing rooms by using a security key card. He was also accused of a by a longtime Cowboys fan taking an upskirt photo of Charlotte Jones Anderson, senior vice president and daughter. How do you even do that? The daughter of Jerry Jones.
1: Wait, um, can you repeat that? <laughs> Somebody took an upskirt picture of Jerry Jones' daughter?
0: The same guy who was peeping on the cheerleaders and videotaping them, pervert, um, was alleged by a longtime Cowboys fan of taking upskirt photos of Charlotte Jones Anderson, the daughter of Jerry Jones in the Cowboys war room during the twenty fifteen NFL draft. So this dude is taking upskirt photos, sneaking in the cheerleader's locker room. He obviously denies the claims, saying the acquisitions are false.
1: Can I just ask a very basic question? Um That's the owner's daughter. Right? So that's that's Jerry Jones's daughter we're talking about if if somebody had taken that type of photo of your daughter and your jerry jones what does he have on jerry jones like he's still within the organization
0: he hasn't been fired yet
1: and 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 they're not they they're settling did you know this
0: well i know they settle with the cheerleaders but yeah what? That doesn't mean he's still with the organization. Oh, uh,
1: that yeah, that could be, I suppose. Um, oh, he he wasn't fired; he was retired, or he oh, that's retired. Right. He retired, basically saying like, "Dude, you're on your
0: way out. It's time to go." But the, but the 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 Jerry Jones thing was alleged by a fan, so there's you know there's no.
1: Oh, that uh, the, so there's no like there's a lifelong photo.
0: Cowboys fan who accused him I think what they probably saw was like a picture of the war room like on TV and maybe caught him in the act
1: oh sure oh man how embarrassing
0: he says Daryl rimple or every Daryl rimple mm-hmm. whatever you say his name says it was just a mistake and an accident and that the cheerleader stuff never happened I don't know maybe he's innocent sounds real freaking scummy to me though
1: um nope not innocent because i just googled it um and there's a photo on twitter um and it was it was it was posted by 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 someone verified on twitter will will brinson um there's a photo verifying that he's taking a picture with his front-facing camera he's like squatted down just just google it you'll 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 see it um it's from 2014
0: pervert Apparently there's a lot of that going around at the top levels of NFL organizations.
1: It just doesn't sound like a Jerry Jones move to allow somebody given other coaching exits and the way that some of those relationships have, have um, ended to let a dude who is taking pictures like that of your daughter to retire. Just makes you wonder. That's all just makes you wonder what, what does that guy know? Yeah, That isn't, sure. That isn't surfaced.
0: And like the Cowboys going, don't worry, we got you. We'll settle with the cheerleaders. <coughs>
1: All right. Do you know what the settlement amount was?
0: Uh, 2.4 million. Every cheerleader got 400 grand.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: Sickos. All right. Um, I had Henry Ruggs on here. Storyline. That's a big storyline. He was driving 156 miles an hour drunk in Vegas. Killed somebody and Mach her dog. Uh, I don't know if we need to revisit that. It's a sad story. Um,
1: What's going on with Rugs today? Do we know?
0: He's in prison. He ain't going anywhere for a while. Football career's over, that's for sure. Um, talented young man. According to Nick Saban, stand-up guy at Alabama, like never had any problems with him at Alabama, just made a bad choice one night and...
1: That's life life changing bad yeah. decision
0: yep and um, he's going to pay for it unfortunately and it sucks all right we'll finish this episode up with covid can't talk about 2021 without talking about covid i have a little unofficial timeline uh please do share that i thought was just kind of amusing because this is how the um how the NFL handled covid uh, first strict, we're going to test people, especially if you're unvaccinated, you're going to get tested daily.
1: Yeah, that's right. And if you were unvaccinated,
0: it was tested every day. You had to wear a mask in the facilities, contact tracing. And
1: you couldn't like sit or eat with the rest of your teammates or something, right? Um, like didn't Aaron Rogers ca- like come I don't know about that,
0: it? but you weren't supposed to like do anything with your teammates Outside of the team facility. So you couldn't go to a bar with your teammates. You couldn't go out to dinner with your teammates.
1: Oh, that's right. Because there was a the Halloween holiday. party yeah. yes. that Rogers
0: was supposedly not supposed to be at. Because um, he wasn't vaccinated. He was there with like Bakhtiari and a couple of our teammates. So super strict. And then and then Omicron hit. And then everybody had COVID. So then it got less strict. Where they st- <laughs> were no longer going to test you. Um, unless you have symptoms, um, and so like okay, let's just kind of everybody sell down here to non-existent. Once we got to the playoffs, like hey, no look, no see, no COVID.
1: Mm-hmm. If you don't test, it's not there, right?
0: Yep, exactly. Uh, because we're not having star players miss playoff games. If you look at the case count of like COVID players, it was like you know thirty guys, thirty guys, fifty guys, a hundred guys, like two hundred guys. And then the NFL's like, nope, we're done with this. Yeah. In the playoffs, not one player tested positive for COVID. And we're like in the middle of January and February where there's 700,000 cases a day in the United States. But NFL was clean.
1: No COVID (laughs) here. No COVID on this field.
0: So we went strict, less strict, doesn't exist. And then they decided to go back to strict with the combine. They were going to put the players in a bubble. Every player had to be vaccinated. Every player was supposed to wear masks. Um, and they were going to put them in a bubble. They couldn't talk to their agents. They couldn't talk to their trainers. They couldn't talk to medical staff. And then agents for like the first time in the history of agents banded together and said, fine, we're going to withhold our players from the combine. They had over 150 players commit to not working out at the combine. They were going to go in, do their medicals and then leave, (coughs) which the NFL was like, Whoa, whoa, Hey, you're going to ruin our primetime TV here. Uh, don't worry about it. COVID doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, af- Everybody come on in.
1: After consulting with medical professionals, we believe this is our butt right? Like whatever corporate bullshit.
0: I think this is just my personal opinion. So anybody who wants to be mad, come on at me. The NFL is like the perfect like microcosm of COVID in corporate America because it really only had to do with money. You looked at in the beginning, they had to be strong on COVID. So that people wouldn't ridicule them for coming back to play. And then all of a sudden when the pressure heated up and now COVID's a big deal and they got some teams had thirty guys without that had COVID that were gonna have to sit and now games were gonna have to get canceled, weeks were gonna have to get pushed back.
1: During like monumental weeks.
0: Yes, weeks 15, 16 of the regular season. The NFL was like <laughs> COVID's not that big a deal. Yeah. We're not gonna test anymore.
1: Or or you get like a huge name that isn't going to play like you get a big name quarterback anyone
0: could you imagine if Rodgers missed that playoff game against the 49ers
1: any of them right like it could be that stafford
0: it, out
1: yeah brady. brady out that like any of like yeah you want to watch your team play you're going to tune in no matter what um not having
0: dak prescott out
1: you've played your entire year for that game to continue on and instead, you he's going to be sidelined. No, yeah, that was yeah. a direct indication that the NFL is chasing some, some TV dollars there.
0: And then you look at the combine, which the NFL, so did you know the NFL does not run the combine? No. So the NFL does not run the combine. It's run by a third party, but the NFL has the rights to it. So they're the ones who broadcast it on TV. So the NFL pressure, it's funny, if you read the NFL statement, they blame, uh, I think it's, is it National Scouting Service or National, um, who runs the combine?
1: That's intriguing. Um,
0: National, okay, well, anyway. There's a third party that runs the combine. I think it's national scouting service, something like that. So the NFL is blaming them. They're blaming the NFL. But when it comes down to it, they put the pressure on saying, fine, we're going to withhold our athletes. You're not going to be able to broadcast this on TV. And the NFL, the NFL backs down. (laughs) Like, could you make it any clearer that this has nothing to do with safety protocols? and has everything to do with TV ratings and money. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a perfect microcosm for COVID in general. Um, so, yeah, strict, less strict, non-existent, super strict. Doesn't exist anymore. Um,
1: uh, so, basically, um, they're just going to do whatever the whatever they want to do.
0: Follow the Benjamins, baby. Yep. It's all about the dollar. Yep. Um, and that's how it always will be. If you ever want to know how the NFL is going to decide on something, follow the money that's where that's gonna go
1: it's been working pretty well for him
0: it has been working pretty well for him hundred and thirteen billion dollars in media contracts
1: and viewership right like that oh, I
0: know the ratings were through the roof hundred and eleven million people
1: I think watched Super Bowl
0: it was up a little bit from last year
1: so I and Alex's Google out uh, Al- <laughs> Whoa! Did I just... Am I having a stroke? <laughs> yeah, we haven't um, even, we didn't even drink this time. <laughs> uh, Alex is googling this right now. I I would be really intrigued to know, like viewership wise, we got to be reaching like all time highs for NFL viewership, especially Super Bowl wise.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it's like 101 million TV viewers. I don't know if this is just United States. <laughs> Yeah. This has 112 million people. The most watched TV show in 5 years. Wow. Mhm. It was a 10% jump from last year's game.
1: To me that that's that's just eye-opening considering COVID and you just have to imagine people are watching more TV in the last 18 to 24 months than ever before. And I'm not going to say the tail end of COVID, right? But now you're getting higher viewership at a time when COVID restrictions are starting to get a little more lax. We have vaccination status for certain people. So just as guidelines start to get a little looser to to get that type of rating amidst all of the scandals that we had just discussed today on this podcast, it's truly remarkable what what the saying that no publicity is bad publicity, the the NFL must have that in their mission statement. Well,
0: and if you look at some of this stuff, I don't know if sexual assault falls in that category, but like the Rogers stuff, the off-season drama, even the COVID stuff, uh, you look at the... Urban Meyer, John Gruden stories like that stuff gets eyeballs on TVs and people will listen. Like the fact that a podcast like ours can get listeners in February when we are as far away from an NFL season as possible in Mm -hmm. the calendar, like the NFL's King we will have franchise tag period opened up for the next two weeks. Then we'll have free agency and you have the draft, and then you have training camp. I mean, it's like the NFL is boom, 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 boom. How many people talk about the NBA in August? Zero. Mm, I will.
1: I will, but 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 I'm I'm a bad example of that.
0: And so, you, but you're talking NBA in the off season,
1: in August. Yeah, because like September, September, it's starting yeah. to come up. Like games are starting to be played. But yeah, like july june right like right after a championship like after the nba finals probably not yeah
0: um i mean that top 100 shows or whatever do you remember we talked about that the nfl Mm -hmm. had 75 of them or something no other sports league had a single game not a world series not an nba finals
1: that's insane that's insane that is truly insane it's and no other sports no other sporting event other than maybe college football, right? But it's still the same sport. It has the same model. Uh, MLB has, I don't know, 120, 130 games. Um, 162, bro. Oh, It's 162. That's even more ridiculous than I thought. The NBA has 82 games.
0: Plus seven game series. It's yes. like, oh, if I miss a finals game, whatever, I'll catch the next one.
1: NHL <laughs> is, is, is pretty game happy. But then... But then the NFL, right, it's scheduled, it's the same time slots, so now you can get primetime games, people all over the country, and now they're expanding across the pond into the U.K. You are... Germany. in Germany as well. I didn't know that.
0: There's uh, confirmed games in Germany.
1: It... They're... Just their business model, you're you're able to now there are people that are structuring their day, their Sundays and their Mondays, right, around football. It's we need to go to the grocery store, we need to do do whatever Sunday morning brunch activities, church, whatever you're doing on a Sunday, so that you can make it home to watch your favorite NFL team.
0: Yep. Hit that early morning or early morning church on Sunday to get home by kickoff.
1: No no other sport. Has that. You have games on Tuesdays, on Thursdays, and people are busy.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, now you look at gambling and fantasy sports. It just keeps you in the new. Like, yes, the NFL only play. Well, now they play, God. Thursday. Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Saturdays at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but still, like, fantasy gets you thinking about the NFL on Tuesday when the waiver wire opens up. Mm-hmm. Um, like, fantasy. F- has grown the NFL. I mean, when I was younger, I don't know if you can get me to. I don't know if you could pay me to watch Jacksonville play uh, Houston on a Thursday night. But man, now I got Brandon Cooks in the game,
1: <laughs> and and it was so boring, right? Because you just watched like even Thanksgiving games when you were a kid. Were yeah, you Detroit glued, Chicago? Yeah, were you glued to that TV when you'd watch those games as a kid? So I'm talking like five, six, seven, eight years old. No, same. I wouldn't it was boring to watch a team run the football that often, and this is coming from two dudes in a Wisconsin basement when the Packers won a Super Bowl in ninety six boring to watch teams run a football great to watch the Packers win a Super Bowl, but now right like that that's shifted
0: oh and you look at just the growth in gambling not it's just going to grow the game more because you're bringing in that new audience or maybe it's the same audience. But now again, you got Houston over Jacksonville money line, you know, you got some stupid, you know, prop bet or whatever. Like it's just going to grow the game even more. What I would like to see is I'd like to see now that teams and clubs and the NFL is able to partner with gambling companies, let the athletes do it. There's no reason they shouldn't be sponsorship and don't spare me the integrity of the game because teams are already partnering with,
1: with it so athletes should be able to be sponsored by gambling websites or athletes should be able to gamble on games
0: Ooh, i do not believe that athletes should be able to gamble on games that obviously has a huge yeah neither should teams right Mm -hmm. but if the nfl can partner with DraftKings to be the official gambling partner you have the new orleans saints who now are sponsored by caesars or whoever bet mgm whoever they are sponsored by Mm -hmm. like like players should be able to be on a DraftKings commercial
1: 100 yeah make
0: that make those dollars you want to spread the wealth
1: ezekiel elliott wants a wants a tramp stamp and uh in a really short jersey to show off the draft kings on the lower back <laughs> let him do it
0: that's a uniform violation and he'll get fined for that but. <laughs> <laughs> but sure if he wants to do it go for it who am i to judge <laughs> maybe they'll pay you more than the fifteen thousand dollar fine or whatever it is <laughs> All right. Oh, man. That was a good episode. That was. We haven't done you a mind. top
1: five in a while.
0: No, we haven't, but we kind of did a top 10 the last two weeks.
1: <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. So yeah. so, let me ask you, of all of the storylines that we discussed, um, episode 28 and now this, a lot of milestones today. This milestone episode, episode 30.
0: Episode 30. Um, my favorite story... It has got to be Urban Meyer, right?
1: I mean, that's a. <laughs> can, can there's you go so wrong? much
0: to chew on there? A B had some good storylines. Do you see? He posted a picture of his MRI on Instagram. Stuff Sh- shooting shots at Tom Brady and the, in uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: I did not see this. Oh yeah, he posted
0: a screenshot of his MRI on his ankle I don't don't know how to read an MRI because everyone (laughs) is a
1: radiologist and and, and can just look at an MRI and make a decision I'm assuming since he posted it that it showed some (laughs) structural damage yeah
0: at least I hope so like if his ankle is completely like (laughs) healthy it would seem to be counterproductive to post it on Instagram Um, but I think he did it to you know show that he was legitimately hurt his ankles screwed up and that you know Tampa's (laughs) fucked him but that's that's just not gonna die. Antonio Brown's not gonna just let that go off into
1: the sunset. No. Oh no <laughs> Talk about a dude that is gonna stay relevant.
0: Not to mention if he can prove his case, there will be another team that'll take a shot at Antonio Brown. We talked about that last week on the number of teams that are apparently willing to
1: kick the tires. Unpopular opinion. Like everywhere that Antonio Brown has has left, there there has been some Back end drama, unrelated to Antonio Brown. I. <laughs> it's e.
0: It's like a hurricane, dude. He he
1: really like he's the Tasmanian <laughs> devil. Like he's the real life task. come in,
0: stir up a bunch of shit and then get out.
1: Um, but then is he wrong on some of the things? Like if, like I said, if isn't in in Oakland, and then like there's there's some rumors that you mentioned it last time. Tom Brady is unhappy with Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay. Pittsburgh like he called out Juju Smith Schuster and Juju had a shit year um, it, it, it just is it just makes you wonder that's all
0: it does it does mr. Brown
1: a a B or any rock pick pick your Rogers headline I think um, those those are my top two if
0: I had to pick a Rogers headline it's COVID toe I and, love that that was a thing.
1: And the shot of him with like his foot on the media table. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's where we are in today's media. How preposterous was that headline? Who I I, I think USA Today wrote it um, and talked about Aaron Rodgers having COVID toe and the exoneration needing to happen. Aaron, Aaron needed to take his sock and shoe off. And does he do some <laughs> ridiculous things? Yes. But then to just, in the face of everything, look, my toes are fine. I don't know why somebody would write yeah, that.
0: I have a broken toe. Yes. Like, oh, God. All right. Yeah, some good stories. The good news is more is coming. Oh, Guarantee yeah. it. Oh, yeah. This Guarantee is. this will not be the end. We are 12 days away from the franchise tag period ending, and we're only another week after that we're less than three weeks away from nfl free agency kicking Mm -hmm. off and there will be some movement uh maybe rogers is traded Devontae adams gone or everybody's back or they're back sitting in the locker room by themselves because that's all the packers can afford (laughs) yep yep uh but it'll be good we'll have plenty to talk about so thank you all for listening and we'll talk to y'all later
1: later guys